is codependency a bad thing? You know who asks this question the most are people who really still aren't really sure what the hell codependency is. And that's not abnormal. You know why? Because most people that talk about codependency only talk about one form of codependence, which is like the needy kind of can't make any decisions on my own. I need you to validate me and make me feel okay about myself. You know, so we have this opinion of what a codependent is. And of course, anybody like a blind man could see that with a cane. That's bad. But codependency takes on a lot more forms than just this people-pleasing, do-anything-you-like type of personality. Actually, there are eight different ways codependency shows up, and it can make it not a good thing in your relationship. So I'm going to answer that question today. Is codependency bad? What the hell is codependency? And how to break free from these toxic or dysfunctional patterns in your relationships once and for all. Why? Why do you want to break free? Why are you looking up a video as codependency bad? Because likely, if you've come to this video, it's because you're in a relationship where you've heard the term codependency, you think you might have it, <laughs> you're like checking your symptoms to see, because how do you know? Well, if you're in a relationship of any kind that causes you to be confused on a regular basis or causes you resentment, where you feel like you're overgiving and overextending or people are not valuing you the way that you want to be, or you're angry a lot. You have this like suppressed rage where you're like a ticking time bomb and you blow up at inappropriate times in your relationship. Or if you're hurting, if you feel lonely or alone or depressed or sad often in your relationship, those are symptoms that it's codependent. So just like if I go to the doctor and have a cough or a sneeze, they're gonna, those are the symptoms and they're gonna look for the underlying problem. A lot of the times, most of our relationship issues can come back to codependency. Now that's probably gonna answer the damn question right there, is codependency bad? Well, it doesn't start off bad, okay? A lot of people say, aren't we supposed to need each other? Isn't it good to be codependent? Well, what we're thinking about is interdependence. And that's the holy grail. That's where you're bringing your flavor and I'm bringing my flavor. And together we're making a beautiful relationship, marinating and simmering in this awesomeness. And we're both bringing our stuff right? And we're contributing to each other. We're adding value to one another's lives. We're not succubus sucking away or, you know, we're, we're multiplying. We're not dividing from each other, taking from each other. We're adding value. So codependency, interdependence feels good all the time. Codependence starts off feeling good, but then it turns bad really quick or not really quick. It can, it can take a long time to turn bad, but when it turns bad, you know, because you show up with the symptoms. Oh my God, I'm in pain. I'm hurting. I'm confused. I'm resentful. I have rage. And that's how we know, okay, we're codependent. So codependency takes on a lot of different forms. And one of the forms I want to talk about is this codependent pattern, behavior pattern of trying to fix people. All right. So by the way, the, I've come up with eight different attachment personality codependent patterns. You can go over to my site, lovecoachheidi.com and download that book for free where you can dive in and identify with your unique codependency program that you have. Some of us are withholders. Some of us are controllers. Some of us are fixers and on and on. And so it's important for you to identify your codependency flavor because awareness is the first step. So that's why I've got that book for free over there so you can download it and kind of get some insight into where you're at. 
Oh, by the way, I don't even think I introduced myself if you're new here. I just kind of like went right into it. So I'm Heidi. It's really nice to meet you. If you're not new, welcome home or welcome back. But if you are new, welcome home. Uh, I, I'm the founder and creator of the Codependency Institute. And our aim over there is to do exactly what I'm talking about with these codependency patterns. It's to identify them and eradicate them so that we can have the relationships that we deserve, right? And, and, and I want that for you. I want you to have a healthy, drama-free Lord, consistent, healthy, awesome relationship. Okay. And, and awareness about the part you're playing in it is the first step. And that's your codependency programming. So I'm just going to talk about one and how it's bad. Okay. It doesn't start off bad. If it started off bad, nobody would be codependent. They'd be like, well, this, you know, this sucks. I'm not going to do it. It's like putting your hand on an oven and you take it away. But codependency doesn't start off feeling bad. It starts off as a way to actually feel loved as a way to get connection. So it doesn't start off bad. It starts off as a, as a lame attempt at connection and closeness and intimacy, but it actually is the exact opposite of everything that we want to create and 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 actually puts us in a position to create barriers to intimacy, barriers to true affection. Because when you're codependent, you're not being your true self. You're being who you need to be in order to get love and affection. So you can't ever really feel known. You can't ever really feel truly loved because you're not really being your true self. So the goal of codependency recovery is to excavate your authentic self by removing the masks of the people you've been in order to get connection and love and being who you really are instead. Awesome, right? Who doesn't want that? So let's talk about one of these patterns that turns bad. Fixing, for example. Fixers have caseloads instead of friends. They're the rock. They're the ones that everybody turns to. They pour all their heart and energy. They have a knack for knowing what people need and how to help them. And so they attract kind of the wounded birds, right? Your superpower is potential. It's seeing people's potential. It's looking at another human being and going, oh my God, if they just had the right person come alongside of them and love them, I will be able to just turn them around. I am going to unleash them. They are going to be the, the best version of who they are. It's like this toxic positivity, this belief that everybody has this awesome like personality inside of them that just the right person needs to come along and unleash it and set it free. When in reality, not everybody does have that awesome personality. I hate to break the news, but everybody is not the same. Some people, there's dark and there's light in the world and some people love to play in the dark. Some people are more comfortable in the dark and you can try as all you want to get them to the light, but they prefer the dark. And eventually they suck you down in the dark with them. All right. So when, when you do codependency recovery work, you start to see, oh my gosh, okay, I don't need to be the hero. Not everybody wants saving. But this fixer personality is Superman. It's Wonder Woman. It's the person that believes that everybody has good in them. If, if I just put myself in front of that person, I can unleash the good in them. And that's just not the case. So what happens is it starts off feeling pretty good because maybe it's working for a little while and it's, it's not, it's like you get somebody and they actually do change or they actually do unleash their full potential. And it seems to be working for a while because you're, you're with this person, let's say the person you're choosing to fix is an addict or an alcoholic. Okay. And you didn't know this about them going in, but you start to see they have a substance problem. So you feel like every time you sit with them, you're ministering to them. You know, you're telling them about how much potential they have inside. And if they could just like let go of the substance and you leave every conversation with them feeling so freaking good because you're like, ah, oh, man, 
I'm so helpful. You know, I, I say the perfect thing and boy, I'd really turn the light on in that person. And it's a false metric because of course you feel good because you just said all this cool stuff and you just gave all these radical, amazing opinions and you just gave yourself a shot of dopamine. But guess what's left after that? That person is still struggling in the same behavior with no desire to get out of that behavior, but you keep showing up given the false metric that, you know, you're making headway, but the only headway you're making is you just had an other, not another awesome conversation with no change following it. So eventually that good feeling you get of I'm so helpful, I'm making a difference turns into resentment when you see there's no follow through that they're not following through on the things you're telling them to do. And so then you start to go, well, what the hell, right? You get mad at that person and they become like a source of pain for you. If they would just listen to you and get their head on straight, you could help them, but there's all this resistance in them. So that resistance in them turns into resentment in you. Codependency recovery says, I don't need to fix everybody. Only the people that actually genuinely come to me and ask me maybe, but even then maybe I'm the wrong person because I'm too close to them, right? If you're in relationship with them, you shouldn't be their therapist. You shouldn't be their sponsor. If you're, you know, you shouldn't be the mother if you're a lover, right? So the fixing turns into an issue and that codependency starts to be a big problem for you and then the symptoms appear. And that's why it's bad because the symptom of resentment starts to rear its head. Let's say that you are a fixer and you have somebody who is struggling to reach their full potential with their mission or purpose in life. And you feel like you're somebody who can really help somebody just like get motivated to like live into their full potential as far as like their work goes or their career goes. And you're in this unbalanced relationship where you're paying all the bills and you're making all the money. And you know, if you just say the right thing to this person, you're going to let a fire under their ass and they're going to get their shit together once and for all. And they're going to contribute equally. So again, you go in like the hero feeling awesome. You're having these amazing conversations with them. You're telling them everything they need to hear. You, you know they need to hear. They are agreeing with you. The whole conversation, like, yeah, oh my God, you're right. I do have all this potential. Yes, and you fire them up for the moment. But we all know that motivation doesn't last. It wears off. That's why you can watch a YouTube video on watching somebody work out while you're eating Oreos. I mean, it just, motivation is hard to come by. It comes and it goes. So you leave, you start feeling so good, right? Like, ah, I'm making a difference in their lives. And then you leave the conversation. And again, you find the bills are due and they're not able to pay and you're still carrying the family or you're still paying for everything. And you're like, ah, oh, if they just follow through. And then again, pain starts to come because you're tired of being the one that has to do everything all the time. So the symptoms appear, oh my God, I'm in pain in this relationship. But the, 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 the issue, the problem is this root codependent behavior that you're having. Now, this is hard for people to hear because as a fixer, you actually genuinely believe that they are the problem. You're like, Heidi, uh, yeah, but it's true. If they would just get their shit together, my life would be great. And so would theirs. If they would just stop using that substance, my life would be great. And so were they, so would theirs. That's true. That's true. So you can't really argue that with you. However, the miscommunication here is with the belief system that it's your job to fix them. That it's your job to take somebody who's here and bring them here versus meet somebody who's here and that's interdependent. They're adding value. You're starting at a deficit. That's codependency. Codependency is starting at a deficit and trying to find the balance that you never quite find because people are who they are and you're who you are. And you just constantly climb down and try to bring somebody up instead of actually meeting somebody right here. Now, why is this an issue for fixers? Why do they find people here to bring them up to here? Well, it's about your value. 
Codependency is rooted in not really knowing your true value. Even though you might be making a lot of money and from the outside, it looks really good. From the inside, there's this feeling of never quite enough. So you end up attracting people who reflect and mirror your true belief about yourself, not the exterior. I mean, I know this is so deep and heavy right now. If you're watching this video and you're like, what the fuck? We're 12 minutes in and she's talking about stuff that's like, oh my God, insight into me. Come into my program because the stuff I'm telling you, we actually take 12 months. We actually take a whole year on a codependency recovery healing journey to excavate and get through and digest. And I know I'm like a fire hose in these videos, but if you, if you really want to understand these things that I'm saying and, and this insight and put it into action in your life, turn the awareness and put it in motion and get some results in your life. I want you to consider coming into the program. I have a program called Life School that I've created. It stands for Love Yourself First Empowerment School. And it's everything you need to know about codependence, where these patterns originated, how to eradicate the pattern, rip it up, find your true self, step in your power, find equal relationships, you know, take your power back from the power sucks. I mean, all the things that I try to do in these videos we take a whole year to do together one on like one to like one to many in a small group but also one-on-one -on -one with myself or one of our uh certified coaches so anyway long story short if you want to get to work on this stuff go over to lovecoachheidi.com and schedule a complimentary consultation all right because then we can like really deep dive in but basically what i'm saying is on a surface level is that fixers get their value from being the hero Superman forgets who he is without the cape, right? He doesn't feel as confident as Clark Kent. If he, but he looks hot as hell. So if Clark Kent walked in with those glasses, like any, anybody would probably be attracted to him, be like, hey, you're enough, but he doesn't feel enough until he puts the cape on. Isn't that nuts? Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, looks absolutely amazing in those glasses and her hair in a bun and her suit and her Louis Vuitton briefcase. She looks like she could just rock the world just straight right there with nothing else more, but she needs to spin around, take that hair out and put that little costume on so that she feels like she's really herself. Um, I want you to feel yourself without running to the rescue of people. I want you to feel your value and your worth without trying to prove that you can save everybody and fix everybody's problems. All right. That's why codependency is bad because codependency is bad because it's at your own expense. It's costing you. Codependency costs you. It costs you your peace of mind. It costs you your psychological freedom. Like you're obsessing about this other person or other situation all the time. It, it, it actually costs you emotional freedom. You are back and forth constantly on this roller coaster of pain or resentment or, or confusion back and forth. It costs you financially, uh, financial freedom because you're investing. It's un unequally yoked. You don't have a true partner who steps up and contributes the way that you do and is able to like take your lives to the next level. It's like you're always like reaching down in the hole and fucking pulling them out instead of like building your empire together. You know, it costs you. It costs you in many ways. So that's why codependency is bad. All right. I love you. If you want to get to work, come over to lovecoachheidi.com and schedule a complimentary consultation where we can see if this year long immersive deep dive is for you. And if you're willing to like make this your year, you know, it's, it's, it's the new year, right? I mean, when I'm making this video, I don't know when you're watching it, but it's time. It's time. You know, I mean, a lot of people that I work with, it's like, look, well, how much more time of our lives are we going to spend in devotion and service to people who aren't, aren't equally yoked with us, who aren't 
you know, mirroring back our value who are taking and sucking and how much time are we going to spend in a relationship that's unbalanced or friendships that are unbalanced or a work situation where you feel taken advantage of and you're not able to unleash your fullest, your fullest self. You're so busy helping other people unleash their fullest self that you're not unleashing yours, right? Anyway, I love you. Go over to lovecoachheidi.com. I'll see you really soon in another video or inside my program where the real magic happens. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye.